0: Welcome to the Chamber Vibes podcast with your host, Brittany Timmons, the Greater Guthrie Chamber of Commerce CEO and President. In this podcast, you will hear from local guests who will discuss topics such as leadership, small business, and our vibrant community. You'll also hear success stories and tips from amazing local businesses, dive into important news, meet community leaders, and find out how you can get involved in our community. From the second Banana Media studios in beautiful and historic downtown guthrie america here is Brittany timmons
1: hello everybody this is Brittany with the guthrie chamber and it is time again for chamber vibes so i've got two awesome guests i mean all my guests are awesome right they really are but i've got two more awesome guests on today's podcast i have the dunnigans jason heather how are you guys
2: Great, how are you? Great,
1: I'm good, I'm good. So, Dunnigan Farms, let's dive in. Um, For those of you listening, you probably have seen or heard um, about the Dunnigans, but just in case not, let's just talk a little bit about the history of Dunnigan Farms. So, Jace, you want to start?
2: I can. The history, the actual history of (laughs) Dunnigan Farms um, started officially in 2014 when we got our brand registered. Um, that's the actual history. That's boring. Nobody cares about that. Um, <laughs> I care. My wife and I Our high school sweethearts. Okay. Um, our dads graduated high school together here in Guthrie. Cool. We are both, I believe, fifth generation Guthrians, give or take. I don't have a clue. Give or take one. <laughs> a lot. A long time. Um, yeah. And um, this is where we were born and raised and where we plan to die. Hopefully not directly. Right. Um. I was born with a love of cattle. Um, Indus Dairy used to be where Walmart is now. That is actually my mom's dad, uh, my mom's family, the Indus. They sold all the cattle, I think, in the early 80s and sold the land to Walmart and wiped all that away. But whatever was bred into my grandfather and great-grandfather that had the dairy, I was also born with uh, as far as the love for cattle, using them as a sustenance for people as they were designed intentionally. By God, our creator. And so 2009, I think I did, uh, maybe, yeah. 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 We always try to figure out how to get cattle, and it's expensive, and we're young, and coming across land when you're young and broke and don't really have a whole lot of experience in it, it's pretty tough. Uh, I did some work for a guy who was selling out of the cattle business. I was a welder, um, welded full-time, did industrial work, Uh, and the last 15 years did contract work um, in the oil and gas world and some industrial work as a contractor not much built buildings built fence built everything anything you can build out of metal Uh, back to doing the work for the guy 2009 2010 I think it was and he was selling out and he paid me with some cattle paid us with some cattle Mm -hmm. he said uh, I'm selling out so I can give you dollar value amount in bred heifers. I think there was two four-year-olds. Um, and I said, okay, cool. So, And we had just secured some land. And that got us in the cattle business.
1: Okay. Um,
2: the next 10, 11 years after that, we worked as hard as we could with the ranching, the raising the cattle, selling the beef, navigating that Um, overly uneducated process from consumer to rancher um, and try to streamline and get better ourselves how to present a better product to the people um without betraying the animal and without betraying the person Uh, we did that to a point where feeding Oklahoma the way we're doing it was sustainable enough for us to do it full-time
1: right which was just in the last year right
2: it was last August um Almost a year. Wow. We're full-time 100% and have gone from just my wife and I to my wife and I, two full-time employees and two part-time employees. Okay. Uh, and expanding expanding within reason um, as quick as we can and trying to feed as many people in Oklahoma Donegan Farms beef as we possibly can.
1: Right. So at what point um, after you acquired cattle and, and started ranching, what point did you start selling even just – because I know there for a while you guys, people had to buy a lot at one time, right, like a quarter or half or things like that. You, you weren't really open to the public as far as like with a store, right?
2: Right. So the vast majority of producers who sell direct um, sell in portion form, quarter, half, whole beef um, primarily – The majority of that would be half and whole beef or a side and a whole beef. Mm -hmm. Um, And we started that in 2014. Okay, Uh, We raised a couple for food. We had uh, a side for us, and we sold a side. And then the next year, we did five or six. And the next year, we did 15. And the next year, we did 35. And it wasn't until about a week before... COVID was declared a national issue here in America, uh, that we got our state compliance stuff done where we could have individual retail cuts with our label put on them and sell them individually. Um, All of the portion stuff comes packaged the same, but on the label it says not for individual sale. Uh, The idea behind that is the person bought that portion of that animal not the meat okay, um, and so that that kind of removes a lot of liabilities for the processors, and for me, if they can't take that and then resell it um, once they get it, the safe handling instructions and everything that goes into that process have been completed. What they do with it from that point is is their business, their problem if they if it they leave it out sours that's on them um Got whereas. It. The retail side, um, people can actually buy from us and then take and resell it. Okay. Uh, But with the compliance that our safe handling procedures that we have, um, once it leaves our hands with that label on it, we're omitted of any liability.
1: Okay. Good to see. You thought that I knew all the things. There was going to be something during the podcast that I would say, I didn't know that i always learn something new. There's one. I always learn something new. There's one. We'll see. Yeah. See if we can get any others. No. It's, that's why I love doing these because there is something that not just me, but the community will learn. and listening to these. So, okay. Um, so now, um, like you said, full-time, family-owned business. This is all, you know, you guys are living and breathing this. So what is now, I would say, your storefront? But it's out at your farm, right? You've got a barn, basically. Yep. Right next to the house. So, yeah, let's talk about that. What's that look like for someone um, that wants to come out and shop?
2: <laughs> so, <clears throat> some people, it probably makes them feel a little weird. The vast majority of the people uh, makes them feel very comfortable. They see us. They see... Your dogs. Our, <laughs> let's, dogs. let's just round, round it up as pets. They yeah. okay. see our pets. Yes. Um, they see right off the bat that we absolutely adore animals. Um, they see the cattle, they see hogs. Um, there's nothing we hide.
3: Uh, and that's a struggle we have because, you know, everybody wants us to come to town, come to town, come to town, Well, then they don't get that, they don't get that farm feel that people long for these days. like,
2: um, and so that has helped one, people trust us.
1: Mm -hmm. They're literally going to your house to purchase their their beef. Right. Right. Exactly. They're at Mm -hmm. our house.
2: Um, and they see our kids. They see you know kids riding bikes or playing catch or playing chase, hide and seek, whatever.
1: Or last time I was there, there was an actual chicken that got mad because she was getting moved um, to get me a bag so I could mm-hmm. put my beef in, and um, she was just hanging out in there. Yeah. So yeah, so and I chick- thought that was awesome. That I chicken the chicken all the time, so kids can <laughs> pet the chicken because there's tons of chi- kids that have never touched
3: or the even chicken. seen a chicken, right? Yeah. They, they think their eggs come from Walmart, Walmart. right? or yeah. wherever their grocery store is. Which is right. wild
2: to me. So that chicken lays an egg up there every day. And if I can get her if I can get her to – I'm going to start sneaking a carton underneath her. I want her to lay it right in the right carton. Right inside, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll just move it slightly the next day. And she can fill one up. Right. Um, I don't see That's why not. That's hilarious.
1: I think she was trying to do that yesterday, and she got a little frustrated whenever um, – When a chicken's trying to lay
2: an egg, they get – their fuses short.
1: Yes. I love it, though, because like you're talking about, it's it's the experience. Right. So that kind of leads into Farm Day. Mm-hmm. So last fall, you guys were up and running full time and open to the public. And at that point, I think you already had your freezers, your individual mm-hmm. freezers where people can come and just shop. And they can just buy. That's the thing we want people to kind of learn, too, through this podcast and through other things I've done with you guys with the chamber. like. You don't have to anymore. I just told a friend this the other day. You don't have to order a quarter or a half. You can go out and buy one ribeye if you want. One, say, or you can buy 25 pounds of beef or or whatever you need to stock up. So I think that's what's neat, too, is people can come out for just their dinner they're having that evening or the next day or whatever, or they can stock up. So Farm Day. Mm -hmm. So you guys were open, and then you came up with Farm Day. So what made you guys come up with that? And let's talk about what that is.
2: Farm Day is, uh, the philosophy behind Farm Day, let's start with that, is a place where you can bring your family, you can have a ton of fun, you can wear your kids out, you can eat for free, you can enjoy the country. Um, The chickens are running around. There's a petting zoo that you can do whatever you want to, I mean, you kind. You got to be kind to the animals, but you sure. can you can pet them, love them, sit on the pig, uh, horse rides, uh, so much stuff that it's almost like a carnival, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the cheap carnival feel to me. It is one family extending so many blessings that we've received back to the community, um, and it it's just incredible it's just so much fun it's a lot of work um this most recent farm day an 80 year old woman rode a horse for the very first time in her life
1: that's so awesome
2: and that made the entire day worth it yes you know that in itself Mm -hmm. Um, but there's cook-off competitions going on there's raffles going on giveaways going on um shopping it's just i don't know it's hard to hard to put in just a few words to answer my first statement, the philosophy behind the Farm Day is to give back as much as what we are giving. Because we, we love the animals, and we love the idea behind raising animals for food. But if we don't have customers, we can't do that. Right. And so our customers support us. Mm-hmm. And so this is twice a year we're going to do this. Uh, this is us giving back some to our direct customers. Uh, and it does help get other potential customers out there sure and i think farm day is going to grow um, it's going to be huge in say five years i mean it's just gonna it be. was already a
1: huge friend
3: Well, <laughs>
2: yes. um, what do you mean no <laughs> 20 30 50, people right um in five years but no the first one was a huge hit the second one doubled mm-hmm. the first one um, it's just it's shocking to see and the biggest the biggest praise we got from everybody it didn't cost an arm and a leg right and they could their kids could run around and be kids
3: that's what i was gonna say as a from a mom's point of view like there's not many places that you can go nowadays to just let your kids roam right and let and feel safe that they're roaming um so jumping everybody- on hay bales and oh, yeah. you know just <laughs>
1: yeah getting that farm experience yeah. It just doesn't exist park
3: across the road and that way nobody had to
1: worry right like
2: yeah yeah very few vehicles in and out like
1: and soon, then you're I serving the burgers, yep all day all day which is awesome because you're feeding people, so and then in turn, they're getting to meet you and and they're literally at your house, right. yep. you know you invited that many people mm-hmm. to your home
2: We can't be much and more transparent we, right
1: we
3: no. also started doing cooking classes that we invite people into our home oh awesome yes. into so <laughs> our
2: cooking classes are inside our yeah. kitchen I mean that's the gathering point. everything we cook so far has been on a pellet grill on the back porch but so we'll go inside and talk prepare the meat, take it on the back porch, cook it sit down and visit if the weather is pleasant, go inside, cook it and eat it, or cut it and eat it and, uh, and yeah, it, it's just, it's very personal and I think that's one of the biggest things missing in today's society with the things we buy as consumers um, You don't we don't know where it's made we don't know how much pleasure is a person making it um, had while making it. Right. Or, or displeasure. Or displeasure. Or the, <laughs> or the cost, not just fiscally, but environmentally, mm-hmm. went into it. Um, all things are primarily made in the name of good, but at what cost? I think the cost is often lost. And so if we can get people to uh, like us for us, come hang out. I mean, you get to see the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Even me get frustrated with my kids when they're opening and shutting the trash can 19,000 times while we're <laughs> driving to have a cooking class. Right. But that's real life. That's real life. That's, that's what I was real going America. to say. That
1: is real life. That is, you know how many times, especially, like I took over the chamber two weeks into the pandemic and I was terrified because everything was virtual. And then I thought, how are, how are people going to meet me? How, how am I going to do a good job and help, you know, show the chamber's relevance and different things like that? And, you know, how many lives and Zooms that the Timmons girls <laughs> are... In the background or running around, and, you know, I just thought, oh, well, I mean, this is me, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is, I mean, we, we we do feel like we have a professional organization, but it's also just real life, and I think that helps us connect, and Guthrie is really good about that, yes, you know, we absolutely. always say community wins, that's what it is, and I know, I've personally told people, like, oh, Dunnegan Bar- Farm's beef is so good, but oh, my gosh, you just got to get to know Heather and Jace, like, you know, it's just... Yeah. It's seriously, I think when people get to know you guys and see the heart and passion and soul behind what you do, then it just makes people want to go about there 10 times more, yeah. you know? And I just think that's important. Like you said, I think that's a lost, a lost art and things that, we, that we, we're, we get so disconnected in today's times with technology and things, you know? A
2: hundred years ago, or a thousand years ago, or 5,000 years ago, you went to someone and you bought something. Mm-hmm. You knew the history of exactly what you were buying. The person, the pride that they took in providing it, that's gone. Um, the industrial revolution made that go away, and now we live in an Amazon world where we can order something that's in New York and have it by six o'clock tomorrow. Right. Um, which is nice. Sure, I was going to really say is. we all
1: love Amazon. <laughs> we do love but, Amazon, <laughs> but the but.
2: relationship, a consumer to provider, a producer is is gone. Right. And we want to rekindle that. Mm-hmm. Um, we put so much pride and effort into our animals, and not just for the heck of it, but for the feeling you get when you sit down at home and you're eating something that was raised, lived its life out just up the road, that Jace dropped off the processor, you know, three weeks ago. Right. And quietly walked the animal into the holding pen for the night for the last time he'll see him. The passion that we have for that, I think, needs to be, needs to be realized at the dinner table and you can't you can't create that without a personal relationship with your customers right and so we're only two people but i mean we'd like to say every one of our customers is a friend Mm -hmm. and and they are uh if i don't recognize you i apologize um but every customer means something to me every piece of meat that leaves that shop fulfills the drive for me um that's a very primal drive to do my very best to treat the animals as good as possible to feed the people the best meat available.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, kudos to you guys, because I think you guys are doing that. I think that you guys are the true definition of community wins and choosing Guthrie. Obviously, you know, we kind of touched base on this before we started recording here, but, you know, you like you said, you guys are... Multi-generation, you know Guthrie family, but you know you chose to stay here yeah. and raise your family here, and now your livelihood, your business, everything, you know, is is here, and that's something special, you know, and I think too, it's been really neat to watch you guys just in the last year that I've gotten to know you. Um, you know, donate to different organizations and, and have your burger. I can't, I mean, have you guys done some stuff in the park, it's been done farms beef. And there's so many things in my head. I'm like, I can't even remember them all, but you donated a prize for the summer reading program for the library. And you guys have tried to just give back that partnership, you know, and, and with the community and it's just amazing. Yeah. What are some of the other things? I know this is bragging time. So what are some of the other cool like community things you guys have done that, that you've really enjoyed?
3: Um, the Hope House. We donate to the Hope House. Okay. Um, God's Food Bank. Um, Hands of Jesus.
2: God I thanks. suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, this is
1: one of those Brittany put you on the spot um, moments.
2: Never, never let your right hand know the, what your left hand is giving. Yes. The, uh, so the park one
3: was,
1: um, what, it, what was it called?
2: It was a Walk for Life. Walk
1: for walk Life. life. Yes. Yes. Walk yes. And that's one that was in my head. I was like, yes. I know that. Yes, for Crossroads. Yes. Yes.
2: Several, so you guys- several, several hundred. Patties, I forget mm-hmm. uh, an exact. And that's number. a big
1: fundraising event that's really mm-hmm. important Huge to that organization. For mm-hmm. um,
2: we've we fed lots of kids after um, baseball seasons. Um, we've donated oh, yeah. a ton of meat to the Hope House and continue to and God's Food Bank.
1: Yeah, that's Just awesome. a
2: way. So part of my philosophy in feeding Oklahomans. That's the best possible meat you can have. is It, it does cost money. Um, to raise cattle and hogs, the way that we raise them, it costs more than pretty much anything else I've found. But um, it puts the pride in the meat and doesn't betray the animal. And so there are people who can't afford it, and they're on hard times for whatever the reason may be. But let's not make them not get to enjoy things sometimes. Right. Let's just, you know, they're struggling. We all struggle from time to time. Mm -hmm.
3: That's when we did our blessing bags. Yes. Do you remember how many blessing bags we did?
2: 300 and something.
3: No, it was six. Oh, bags, bags, individual bags. bags, Yeah, 600
2: Yeah, so what's a blessing bag?
3: So a few weeks ago, we had some extra inventory that we were like, you know, let's figure out. And I was like, why not bless people? You know, why not create these bags where people can come in at a very... Very cheap rate, very cheap. Um, and just bless everybody that we can. And we ended up making, I want to say, like 630
2: bags, yeah,
3: 630 something bags that we made. Wow, and it was, it was, it was crazy. We just kept making bags and making bags, and it was like, where is all of this coming from? Right?
1: I was was just going to say, Wow,
2: (laughs) so it was almost a spiritual moment, yes, Um, It,
3: it very much was. Wow. We looked at our freezers, and we just: We didn't have <laughs> yeah. but like
2: maybe a couple hundred bags worth, and we made over 600 and got to there was 392, I believe, uh, people who received one of those or two of those and well they had- the, the reach of the reach of that is unreal, so we had a lady buy some, and uh, she's coming out today, and we're going to box them in dry ice now she bought them here, but she's going to take them with her to her family. And give them to them in a different state, and so her little blessing uh, ideas reaching you know people so far away, More people. which is just incredible. That's awesome. Not not was it wasn't the thought of it, at right? All. Um, but we've learned that anything you give up control of to the Creator, He uh, always makes it better than what you thought mm-hmm. was possible.
1: That's awesome. That's kind of like a. Five fish and two loaves exactly. story. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's that's awesome. Very cool. Um, well, and you guys have some really cool merch. Let's talk about that. And you guys have partnered with Cleveland & Co.? Yeah. Yes, you get your mark. merchandise mm-hmm. out there. Yep. Yep. That's super fun.
2: Um, yeah, we have Peace Love Beef shirt. Where does mm-hmm. your beef come from? The back says Farms. Farms. Um, some, other, some other stuff. Some I like that. <laughs> uh, I like that. My kind of goal is to, like, I mean, ultimately, have every single household in this state have some of our meat at some point. It's like four million people, four and a half million people. So, family of...
1: Hashtag goals. I like, like it. A
2: million households. <laughs>
0: you yeah. take?
1: Well, um, and one way you're doing that now, that was something that I was going to bring up, too, is your shipping. So, now people outside of Guthrie and Logan County can get Dunnegan meat. We're shipping So, what does statewide? that look like?
2: It started... Um, As a lot of excitement turned into a rapid, um, rocky, rocky debacle, um, as with shipping perishable goods can be. Right. So we learned. Um, I'd shipped maybe two things, learning curve, two things in my life up to that point. (laughs) She she always mails the bills. (laughs) Like, I can fill out an envelope, but that's pretty much the extent of it. Um, so the last set, the last few weeks have been streamlined, um, very, um, Uneventful, which is good. Yeah. Uh, packages leave on time, show up on time. Meats frozen. Boxes are nice, um, not kicked or beaten to death. And uh, There's a lot of money that goes into that. And it's frustrating when you see a picture from a customer of a box that we took pride in just the box. Say just the box, taping it up, stamping it, branding it, whatever we did to that box.
1: Not even 24 hours not
3: later. Not even 24
2: hours later, and it looks like it went through a washing oh, machine no. on an airplane that went through a hurricane.
1: And you're just like, that is not our standard or how it left here, right?
2: And so the third, you know, shipping is a third-party deal, and they don't, like a lot of your toy makers or whatever, or mass meat producers, they don't take pride in every single animal. Right. Um, They don't take pride in every single box. That's their job. They get paid to be there from however long it takes them to deliver everything, pick up and deliver, the end. And so you got to give some grace there. They didn't sign up to deliver my meat with my equal pride, right? Um, But I would do a little better if I was the driver. Uh, So this has been a learning thing. It's been a learning thing, and this just rolled
1: out, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, six weeks ago. um, This this week we're shipping some stuff to Altus. Okay. um, We've basically hit
1: two weeks. It's
3: been perfect.
2: We've basically hit all four corners of the state. Uh, okay, so statewide, it, right? Statewide shipping. Yeah. it's all it's all been next day. There was one package that was delayed, but it showed up fine. Um, frozen everything. Good, and intact. goals
3: beyond that, we can ship quarter sizes and holes outside of the state, um, but we've got to make sure that our little boxes are going really good before we get these yeah. bigger boxes with lots of meat going out, right? Um, even farther. So
1: right.
2: So we're shipping five to I think 17 boxes a week mm-hmm. if we start shipping whole portions I mean if we got five of those we're going to ship 80 boxes in one week so that's awesome uh so yeah got three all over I love it absolutely yeah cause- that's
1: like Rick Stacy does that you know at Rick she ships all over and she's got rick's chocolate in like 30 some wholesale you know and it's Mm -hmm. so cool because i always tell her you're just a little bit guthrie you know all over
2: planting the g-town seeds Mm -hmm. yep i'll never leave guthrie um guthrie's just cool like i grew up different times but these streets behind us i crossed them on rollerblades Mm -hmm. skateboard (laughs) bicycle
3: you know times I ate uh, donuts over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it was daylight donuts. Yeah. And
2: well, and
1: I, you guys are seeing it change, but hopefully for the good, you know, lots of yeah. new things happening and lots would, of growth.
2: I, I would rather see growth than death. And stagnation's death. And too much stagnation has killed too many small towns. Right. And Guthrie, with its unique history uh, as a township, is just, it's too cool to let die. Mm hmm. Really.
1: Well, yeah. we got to hold on to our history. You know, I, I t- when I talk about Guthrie, I, I always say this, you know, we have to, we want to hold on to like our community feel, right, and a smaller town feel, but we can do that and still grow too and still think forward, you know, but it, we just have to also remember where Guthrie came from and what was founded, you know, and, and our, we have to hold on to our history, you know, like you're talking about, but it's kind of trying to balance all of that, which is challenging because some people go, no, 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 we don't want to grow. We don't want to get bigger. But then we have to grow so that it doesn't die, you know?
2: Without the growth mindset, everything is going to slowly vacate. And with the growth mindset, even if growth is slow, it keeps the the businesses Mm -hmm. moving and filling in some of these empty spaces we have, Mm -hmm. which is key uh, to kind of get Guthrie back to where it was. I mean, when I was young, I could list off 20 stores that aren't here right now. That I used to love, infrequent, uh, maybe not twenty, probably solid ten, um, but it was the mindset of we don't want this here, we don't want this here. This is this, this is a little farm town. Uh, they need to take that to Edmond or Stillwater or whatever. And I kind of can can feel that feeling sometimes, but there again, if you're not always moving towards growth, then you're moving willingly the other direction, right? Because nobody, and we can
1: still grow and support local. Yep, absolutely. And we can scream it from the rooftops, you know, like just like you are talking about. I love Amazon as much as the next person, and I'll still do it. But for, you know, 80% probably of what my family needs, you know, I need a gift or a service oh, or yeah. things like that. I'm going to start here in my community before I go, you know, big box or, or online. There's so many know?
2: untapped resources here in Guthrie, which is funny. And I think a lot of the locals are the ones who are untapping them because they've driven by the same place Mm -hmm. a billion times. I was like, I'm going to stop in there one day. Well, it's 20 years have gone by and you haven't stopped in there. Right. And they walk in there and they're just awestruck. like, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. How have I not been in here a million times? Mm -hmm. Because we get comfortable. They get comfortable Mm -hmm. and they think, you know, this is for tourists. And, well, it's not. It's your town. Mm -hmm. Come shop it. Come utilize it. Come support the people who are giving back to the community like us. Mm-hmm. and and be local um, supporting locals is great being a part of the community um, as a whole and with just presence even if you're not buying just walking around town um, there's so much history and so much beauty in downtown guthrie that i hope will never fade um, but i think with the right mindset it, it never will and it'll just get better
1: i agree well, I really appreciate you guys being my guests today. I hope that our listeners learned something new um, about you guys, but I just, I just want to thank you for partnering with the chamber. We love talking about you. We love helping spread just the, all the good that that Dunnigan is doing, and. I just adore the two of you, and I just want to thank you for being our guest today, and you guys just keep on keeping on, because you are truly the definition of community wins and choosing Guthrie and, and all of that. So, is there anything we want to add? Oh, I guess before we do close, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you?
2: Why do you look at me? <laughs> I just don't want to, I just, I just want to make sure there's margin <laughs> oh, yeah. for you if you have anything to say, because I yes. tend to ramble. How
1: can they get a hold of you, Heather?
3: They can call Jace directly. <laughs> <laughs> if if he doesn't answer his phone, we have it to where it goes through to mine. So okay. there are times that you get through to me. Um, you can message us. Um, you can look us up on Google, um,
1: Yelp. Facebook. Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. All the things. Yeah. What's suck. your website?
2: Dunnigan-farms.com. Okay. That's Dunnigan-farms.com. And the phone number she speaks of is 405-821-0562.
1: Okay. And in case you're Um, screening your calls, it'll go to Heather. No. No,
2: I answer everything. (laughs) i just kidding. I answer all of the the calls, which is sometimes tiring. Yes. Because (laughs) 7 out of 10 some days are uh, spam calls. I know. that's It gets frustrating. Right. But there's 3 out of 10 that I get to connect (laughs) with someone. That's right. And get makes an opportunity to make their life better. Mm-hmm. And you so go. it makes those seven worth it.
1: There you go. And follow on Facebook, friends, because their Facebook page is awesome. They're always posting tips, and they've got a fun group that you can um, post, like your bragging board of, of your delicious creations mm-hmm. um, from Dunegan Farms Beef. So anyway, I highly recommend it. But thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Brittany. So,
1: you're welcome. You. All right, friends. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Chamber Vibes podcast from Second Banana Media Studios in beautiful downtown Guthrie, America.